Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to another episode of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. My name's Stevie Kim. Welcome to Italian Wine Podcast On the Road Edition. And this is Sicilia. It's the continuation of Sicily. Because your friend, Alessio Planeta, he said, Basta! Stop going to Etna. I know you love Etna, but you have to come to the interland of Sicily. And that's what we decided to do on this short journey in Sicilia. So first, we, as you know, we went to see Alessio Planeta in Menfi. And also, Alessio, I have a personal message for you. I'm going to kill your ass because <laughs> because you told us the shortcut, <laughs> the best route to get from Menfi to uh, Tasca, and it was absolutely a nightmare because there was nobody, and every every there were curves like I I think at least thousands and thousands. <laughs> so um, thank you for that, and you know. There's this thing called payback. So I'm still thinking about what I can do for that. So that was something that I wanted to say to your friend Alessio. <laughs> and today we're here with um, Alberto Tasca. And we are in, where, where are we? We are in Regaliali. Welcome in Regaliali. Uh, Regaliali. It sounds like, you know, when the Chinese, they can't say the R. Exactly. Right? Regaliali. Okay. That is an Arab's name come from Arabs. It's an Arab's name. Yes. Rehahali. Rehahali. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? What does it mean? The domain of Ali. Mm -hmm. Probably Ali was a sultan. And so the domain, there are many uh, small towns and, and places that are called Regal Michi, Regal Buto, Regal... So Regal is the domain of, and uh, and the other name is the, the name of the sultan that was uh, the property. That owned the property. And when did you um, start this wine business? When so, I mean, your family goes back to way back, right? Mm -hmm. In the 1800s? Uh, even the family, even before. They moved here in Regaliali in 1830. Okay. They bought this property from a Spanish family, uh, the Alvarez de Toledo. Mm -hmm. and, and that was uh, 1,200 hectares of agriculture, poor agriculture, except uh, il girato, so the, the, the side close to the house mm -hmm. that has contained, uh, that was seven, 75, uh, 75 hectares of grapes, fruits, and animals. So 1862, give us a little, a short history of your family. 
Oh, my family. First, so first of all, you're Conte. Are you Conte? No, my no. father, my brother, Giuseppe. And what would happen? And then because of, don't you automatically yeah, no, my, become no, a No, only the first, only the first, the first on, uh, in each generation tends uh, the uh, the title. So, oh. so my brother, my oh, so your brother. big brother Giuseppe, that you know oh, he's very the well, count. he is the count. And what are you, the Nothing. brother of the count? The brother of the count is Anna. <laughs> Just okay. a simple Alberto, nothing. And uh, so my family was a, a family that I found in that uh, there is a lot of literature here in, in uh, about the agriculture in Europe. Mm -hmm. And in uh, each of these books, uh, many of them were written in France, in France. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about regalialia and a place, a model place that works uh, really close with university to innovate in agriculture, to experiment. And uh, so they were really a passionate of, of agriculture in general and really a passionate about innovation. So the DNA, the DNA was totally on how can we experiment and do better. Uh, this kind of DNA, generation by generation, became the DNA of the place. So now the place has a strong DNA on this versus the experiment and, 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 uh, and, and try to don't break the tradition, keep the tradition, but try to look always. Uh, so let me um, ask you to give us a brief panoramic overview of all of your estates. Yeah. The Tasca del Merita family. So, and, and give us kind of the geolocalized where they are located. So what, what happened? So we start here in Regaliali. Mm -hmm. uh, Regaliali was uh, our home and the place where we start to study about uh, wine and vines in general. Uh, we bring a lot of innovation here. Uh, it was a moment where Sicily was not so famous for uh, great fine wine. So I remember when I started to work, the, the, the production of bottled wine was really, really low, so less than 12%. Right. And so then after that, that was... It was so mostly bulk wines, Bulk right? wines, right. yes. It was a really easy market for bulk wine that we mm -hmm. used to sell everywhere. After the two wars, my grandfather started to, uh, to bring a lot of energy on the fine wines. Before that, we have Your just... Your grandfather, so Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Yes. It's and like Giuseppe, Lucio, Lucio Giuseppe, Lucio, Giuseppe, Lucio, Giuseppe. It's, it's yes, like that. that's it. It's like the hundred years of yes, solitude. Yes, I'm the, the black sheep. On the, <laughs> and, uh, and so be, before, before him, even uh, uh, his grandfather used to produce wine in, in Palermo in Villa Tasca. That was called Villa Camastra. That was the end of the, uh, of the 19th century. Oh, my God. Villa Tasca. Yes. I know. You know why I know, right? No. White Lotus. Ah, yes, that's why. It's crazy. Yeah, they what were the light hell Lotus. Is going so in on? White Lotus, they say that, that, that Villa Tasca is in Noto, but uh, is the one in Palermo. Yes, so how did that happen? My brother, because my brother Giuseppe was doing um, a, a part of this uh, series, uh, and uh, he was uh, the Count Pepe Tasca, hosting people in Villa Tasca. Right. And so is it traditional? So in uh, they translate him in Italian, but he speaks his own original English there. That's Peppa, you know Peppa. Yeah, Peppa, Peppa is the best. And, and uh, so from that, we were in 1880 when we started to produce wine. Then we stopped for during the two wars. Mm -hmm. And then we, the, my family decided to sell other property around Sicily to invest everything here and to restart with the wine production. So in the, in the 1950, we start with uh, Bianco and Rosso. 
Uh, then uh, that's because I will mention before the DNA on experimentation was really uh, interesting. We start to produce like a wine like Rosso del Conte mm -hmm. that was uh, come after my grandfather tour in Chateauneuf du Pape. Oh, okay. So, that period so let's in, taste the wine. In, in the 60s, the Chateauneuf du Pape was uh, the, the model to, to, to follow. And, and he decided to spend their months study the wines there and say, now I will do the best one in the world. And that was his ambitions. Mm. So he chose a particular vineyard that is called Vigna San Lucio. And, uh, oh, we went there yesterday. It's, uh, 1959. Yeah, exactly there. Right. Uh, yes, but it was a little bit later, so he started this project. The, the first vintage of Rosal Colte is the 1970s. So this is really your signature wine. Yes. But in the in the uh, vineyard, mm -hmm. Evo, I went with Evo, he explained to us that they're just field blends, actually. right? It's difficult to differentiate between Pericone and Nero Davola. Yes, for him, yes. But if you know, <laughs> if you know the leaves... I'm, for I mean, Evo, uh, yes. you can't tell the It's difference. really difficult, uh, difficult before the leaves come out. When right, uh, right. the leaves come out, have different attitudes. When one right. goes down, one goes up. So that's, that's uh, a little bit easier than we recognize them. But the nice thing is that these vineyards is a blend vineyards mm -hmm. and we vinify everything together, together. so the fermentation is together. And that's in a whole tradition world was like this. And we also in the uh, 2010, we, we uh, reproduced after 40 years, the first, like similar of the first uh, vintages, the, the, the perfect blend with more pericone than Nero Davola. Uh -huh. But the nice thing is that was aging in in, uh, in chestnut. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, it's and like chestnut a... is so strong, so need a big fruit behind. If you don't have it, it's really difficult to, to, to drink. And the, the nice thing, the other nice thing is that chestnut need almost not less than five years, six years to uh, to be ready. So the, the first three, four years, the uh, fruit and, and wood uh, fight together. So you can fill them both, but not integrate. So this is your signature wine. This yes. is your family wine. Yes. This is the historic red wine for the family. And how, how many bottles do you produce of this? Well, it depends on the vintages. We arrive uh, almost like 60,000 mm -hmm. bottles, but depending on the vintage. Uh, the Nero Davola is really uh, going in late harvest, uh, have a really uh, small skin, mm -hmm. a delicate skin. So when it's raining, uh, we lose a lot and then it uh, depends if it's too warm. So it depends. And so what about the, the other white wine we have? Nozzedoro uh, is the first, uh, another... Nozze means wedding. Nozze wedding, yes. Nozzedoro was a uh, wine that was dedicated from my fa grandfather to my grandmommy for their 50 years of anniversary of so wedding. So Giuseppe. Giuseppe to Franca. Okay, Franca. And uh, it's a crazy wine that I think is explained regularly very well. So the, wh wh where we are, we are in the center, in the middle of the world in Sicily, in high altitude. We are not surround, uh, surrounded by mountains, so we don't have the influence of, of the sea. So here the discussion between night and day is so high. Uh, during summertime, we have even more than 25 degrees of differences. And that's give a lot of complexity. And the wine, uh, the ripeness arrived like almost one month or, or 45 days later, consider uh, the cost in Sicily. Okay, so 
the wine here has a characteristic, but not only the wine, even the olive oil and things that uh, of longevity. Mm -hmm. So they are integrated and they can keep in time. And Nocedoro is a crazy wine. So you can drink it after 20 years. It's a so just still wine. A, it has great aging potential. Yes. Right? Yes. And what are the, uh, the grape blends? Uh, there is a kind of Sauvignon that we found here. Right. Uh, um, Sauvignon Tasca. Yeah, they call it Sauvignon Tasca. <laughs> that's a, I mean, but that was professor because, I mean, what happened? Because uh, the, the, the vines adapt themselves and they mm -hmm. um, change a little bit their, their kind of uh, attitude and even uh, the kind of cluster and, and leaves. And, and with Insolia, and with a really old uh, vineyards of Insolia, and they are blending together. Uh, but, what, but what is it called Nozzedoro? Nozzedoro means gold wedding. And is that like um, 100 years? 50 years. 50, so, years. 50 years, yes. 100 years is hard. <laughs> you can do that, but you mean... <laughs> you never know. You <laughs> exactly. Know. <laughs> um, so how many wines does the uh, um, Regale Ali produce? How many labels do you have? Too many. How many? Uh, we here we are talking about eighteen. Eighteen. So yeah, we that. used to do. So our model is agricultural model. So we used to uh, connect vineyards to to label. Okay, we do two wines that make a lot of a uh, blend of everything. So that are regaliali bianco and um, regaliali rosso, and they made half of the production that we produce here in regaliali, and all the others are coming from uh, direct vineyards. But is that cost effective? Uh, I mean, you, you're the so, king of sustainability. Yes. Is it economically sustainable what you're doing? So that, labels. Yes, it could be, but the, honestly speaking, is not ideal. So ideal is just have one wine per state and mm -hmm. uh, and do an easy job. But it's part of the, the DNA of the company. So we introduce here many varieties. Mm -hmm. We, my father was the first introducing here Chardonnay and Cabernet. So that's the, the attitude of experimentation means that we do really a lot of stupid things. And that means uh, producing different wine mm -hmm. and try. But this exercise helps you a lot to understand your place, your territory. I'm crazy, crazy in love with the geography of wine. So to me, a great wine has to represent where it comes from, who he is, and where he's going, and how old is he, okay? And so to know that, to understand better that, as much as experience you can do, helps you a lot. So give me, uh, so you make 18 labels from Regale Ali, um, but give me an overview of where the other estates are located. The other estates are, so we, from Regale Ali, then it happened that we, Around the 90s, we understood that Sicily was considered now for good wine, mm -hmm. but uh, the, the perception was a flat island. And so we were... And, and it's not, not at all. Because not at believe all. me, Alessio <laughs> taught me that it's not flat at all. Not at all. And this is quite elevated. Yes. I wasn't expecting that, yes. actually. Yes, close 70% of the total highland is by uh, eels. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that, that's crazy. So it's a lot. And each place has a lot of different culture and different attitudes. So we start to look for attitudes. So we jump to Salina where there was the Malvasia, the Lelipari tradition. Mm -hmm. And we get in love with that, doing a, a sweet wine that is called Capofaro. It's a super nice location on uh, facing on north on, on Salina, where we produce this Malvasia, dry and sweet. It's a small production, right? Yes, really right. small. 
Uh, we are talking there and the entire highlands as with 10 hectares. Mm -hmm. And we also produce wine in, a, in another highland, it's called Vulcano, we call Vigna di, di, di Paola, just to have different kind of vineyards okay. and the impact of the two highlands. And where highlands. is that? Where is Vulcano the, is yeah. another of the Aeolian highlands. Okay close to, to Salina. It's okay. the first closer to Milazzo. Okay, so it is, it, it's close to um, Capofaro. Yes, uh, so Salina is in Capofaro, uh, Capofaro is in Salina, yeah. then we have Lipari and then Vulcano, right. closer to the coast. But the project is to, to go there to try to, to, to study each vineyard and try to understand better the attitude of each place. And then so from Capofaro, we, we uh, jumped to Mozia, and Mozia is owned by Grillo. Grillo di Mozia. Because I went there when you, you, when you first started the yes, project, but there was no vines because all the rabbits, rabbits destroyed everything. Yes, that right? was 2012. Now what do you do with the rabbits? Yeah, with the rabbits, uh, as, uh, as happened, always happened with rabbits, or if you don't kill them, they die themselves because there how is did, a pandemic. How the hell did the rabbits get into this island in the first place? With, That's with, my question. With men, with people. So They uh, bought it. They to bought the it yeah, to the highland. Because uh, they, they used to they have it. Propagate because, yeah, they propagate so fast. fast. And then after that, a pandemic arrived and they, they, they totally died. So when oh, we, they we, died? Yes, because they are Not too many. Not of COVID. No, it's quite a COVID. <laughs> it's called different weight, but it's similar. And so that's that. The, 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 the highland of Mozart is crazy. The attitude was there for, for uh, working on a grillo, dry grillo. It was 2007. I had no experience at that moment with grillo. Uh, grillo, the grillo that I founded here were most uh, in the with the oxid oxidation method, so it wasn't clear to mm -hmm. me what was it. And so we started this experience in a place that is unique, uh, and uh, the, there are whole bush vineyards, really old. Now as twelve hectares of grillo, and so and, and there we are dedicated there to grillo. So once we were there, we brought even to Regaliali de Grillo to understand better. So that's why we produce oh, many, okay. many, many grapes. Because something always it happened like this. Things Regaliali as a university where we studying a lot of you, the altitude of the place where we are, the clay, soil and, and things. And the other uh, states around are specific on some mission on, uh, with the, the right attitude. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local foods, and taking in the scenery. Now, back to the show. Then from Mozzo, we went in Salier de la Tour, that is in where the, is that? In the appellation is called Doc Monreale. Okay. That where we were really looking for the attitude of the combination of Syrah and the place. Really tough uh, varieties, but really great expression there with uh, great elegance. Where is it located? Uh, it's half an hour from Palermo going in the, in the center of the highland. Okay. So from Palermo south directions, of where 20 is it minutes. With uh, respect to uh, Regaleali? Uh, from here is uh, one hour and uh, depend who drive. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, 
they are around uh, 85 kilometers in terms of uh, uh, linea d'aria, I don't know. Right. So, straight line. Uh, yeah. So maybe we can ask our um, travel consultant, Alessio. Yes, I asked him the road. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so and then we, um, uh, after Salier de la Tour, we're working with uh, Sira, we jump in Etna, uh, always Etna, in Tascante. Yes, in Tascante. And I've been to Tascante, actually. Uh, yes, and that's 2007. The I, I went there 2018 in the very beginning. Okay. Uh, we were there in 2000, also in 2007. So it was... Uh, and there we get crazy about the, the combination of uh, Nerello Mascalese yeah, and, who, and the who attitude. Who's yeah, not no. crazy about Nerello Mascalese? Uh, yeah, right no, no. It's, it's really tough. But the nice thing is that the vinification by Contrada and different Contrada mm -hmm. and what is going on. So without, with being as neutral as you can, you can feel the different of the different Contrada. So and that was your last um, investment yes. in, in Etna? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so we ended, but night, we started in 2007. We ended. Yeah, I, I hope Ivo's listening. So last night we um, had a taste of 36 wines, mm -hmm. right, from the different estates, you know. And you know, it was very interesting. Andrea tasted it, Simone tasted it, and there were some journalists last night. Um, and, the, and the food pairing was excellent. It was all local. Everything was fried. I love everything that's fried. How can you beat it? You know, <laughs> you can go with red and white. But I must say, the best thing, the most memorable thing, are you ready? Cannolo. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> That's it. So that was my father was decided to, to uh, give up with cannolo because everybody think about that. So the tradition that we have here with the cooking uh, is crazy. We had a monsu chef. For uh, that follow us for three generations, yeah, and uh, that's why all the fried arrive. He has a big uh, France influence, and uh, and invent this cannolo that is of course coming from the Sicilian tradition, but with uh, uh, the nero d'avola uh, scorza with nero d'avola with the ricotta cheese that we produce here, and it's crazy. I know. So um, you told me the whole story about. Your father, yeah, because it was you know, crazy. Yeah, he, you had a very important number of guests. You know, trade people they came in. You served like one. You had a vertical of like I think it was Rosso del Conte. You know, he took out all the library ones. <laughs> yeah. He gave it like hundred fifty percent, and then as they were leaving, they're like, you know, thank you very much. The canola was excellent. The most memorable experience. And Eva told me that your father called somebody and said, okay, that's it. That's no it. more canolos. No, give up no with canola, yes. And then, of course, someone else came back and they're like, if you don't have the canola, we're not coming back. <laughs> so canola is now back in the menu. I thought that was very interesting because, you know, for especially for Americans, right? When I came here... Um, when I went to Tascante, I was on a trip, which I never do with my siblings. It was like a, you know, private trip. And, um, and their obsession was to eat canolo everywhere we went to understand, to rate the best canolo exactly. you know, of Etna. You know, so we have a special um, affinity to canola. I thought that was serious. Mm -hmm. We were laughing tons last night. That was, was the same with Attilio Shenz and the lamb. <laughs> so Attilio wants to come here only if we can ensure to him the lamb. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, so and it was I, I was there you have to ask him to tell you that it was uh he went to the airport with a lamb lamb that oh, was oh he told me uh, was oh, just cutted so with blood with drinks and that so he, he passed it, yeah. yeah and they put it there and say what is it <laughs> it's a, it's it was a like man a, it was what? like a cadaver right <laughs> yes oh. yeah he actually told Only me him. he told me that story but I didn't know it was you yeah I had no idea so there's of course you know you remember these things because when you come here um, of course I've seen thousands of pictures like of this courtyard the magnolia tree the vineyards etc but unless you actually come here you don't really understand where you are right so how how do you um, how are you able to transmit that message? How do you communicate? So that, that's the most important frustration of my life with, yeah. and all my marketing team. So I always fight with them. But sometimes I invite like people with great high culture of different culture, architect or mm -hmm. philosopher, and I let them spend time in Regaliali. And then after two days without uh, telling them, uh, nothing I say okay can you how can you communicate it yeah. and and we spend like hours and hours to say Alberto probably the only way is to to leave it to feel it and let people feel it and step by step yeah it's so so important for for you to come and I'm so glad I'm here with I mean, the nice I, road that yeah we, uh, yeah we exactly can... thank you Alessio <laughs> so I mean I always say that you know um I always like, you know, when we have talks and stuff, I always introduce you as like the Antinori of Sicily, right? Because for me, that encapsulates exactly, you know, in terms of uh, the nobility, in terms of the, uh, the capability, in terms of the history, right? But you can't say you're, you know, you can't have the payoff Antinori of the Sicily. Right? No, but so, they are. Thank you for that. They are a great family. They made a huge thing and then Piero and... Was one of my mentors, mm -hmm. and uh, I was always looking at Piero and uh, Antinori and Angelo Gaia, or uh, learn a lot from them. Uh, and they are, as you say, uh, inarrivable, unarrivable. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's yeah. I, I think the the nice things of of wine in general is to be uh, who you are, unique in this sense, so mm -hmm. and try to to keep it. And I I, I can tell that many. Uh, whole family that are involved in wine for many generations are really connected to with the territory and really uh, part of it and really try to to keep it uh, in the best way and 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 push them the territory in a, in a, in the future and that's that's probably I think it's a common line in, in the Italian uh, family of wine. So I'm, um, you know, I'm I have two more questions. Okay. Ready. One is about this magical bonding you have, you know, with, you know, Alessio and Antonio. Uh, for those, for our audience, I'm talking about Alessio Planeta from Planeta and, of course, Antonio Rallo from Dona Fugata. I always, you know, I have that famous picture of you guys, three yeah, guys with the Blackbird. Super picture. Yeah, it's, I love it. Yeah, I love it because it's that's you guys, right? Um, and I'm I'm so amazed because I think you're the only ones who were able to pull this off, right? Because when your father and Antonio's father, Giacomo, and Alessio's uncle, Diego, they did this famous, you know, I love in Italian, they say, passaggio generazionale. Mm -hmm. 
somehow they were able to do this together, right? Mm -hmm. And it was almost seamless from the outside. How, how, how were you able to do that? I think that they made a, a really huge job on that. And uh, I think it was their mission. So they start to connect uh, different wineries in the same region and stay together and think about the, uh, the, the, the common. So what was useful for everybody. Mm -hmm. And they start to talk uh, to them to even fight but they learn how to fight in a sport way, so in a honest way. That's uh, Fight is really important, so bring the energies is really important. So when you stay together, it's not, uh, has not to be a flat moment. It has to be a, a moment where you bring all your energy and, and your ideas and your ways to tr try to find a solution. And that happened many years ago. So after that, I think we learn how to do this kind of system of communication. And I hope that the next generation uh, can keep it. It's really important because we staying together and, and thinking together about uh, Sicily about our issue, our problems, and we have find a solution and we create many things that are crazy. So the last project that is the foundation, uh, the so, uh, Sustain Foundation. I knew you could not resist not no, talking that's, about that. That's the, the, I knew but this, we this were going there. This is our last project. This is our last project. I knew you were going here, yes. Yes. Okay, and so that. tell us about your obsession with sustainability. Honest, honestly, yes. it happened from frustration. So there was a period where we had a, a, a huge trend of natural wine that I still drink and, mm -hmm. and love. And some. Some, some. exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and biodynamic and, uh, and things. And we were, uh, the definition of us was uh, conventional. So, and say, okay, so... I'm I'm not an agronomist, but I want to know. I love to know, and I was just, and I love the science behind. So I want to know what natural means. What so I was that was frustration, and so, so I made a question to a teacher it's called Professor Capri in from Piacenza, mm -hmm. the Università Agraria, and uh, I asked him. So Ettore, don't you think we can measure our impact? on uh, what we do, try to understand if I'm doing well or not, or is doing better, and try to find the right model. And he told me, you're talking about sustainability. And that was a long time ago. So from that, we start to create the model, how to measure our impact. And what the outfit of that, I mean, what came out from that was crazy, because you learn a lot. You measure, you understand, you can change, you can save a lot, a mm -hmm. lot of things like energy. We are spending a, a lot of less money on energy because we use less energy or many things. You can impact much better and became a method of work. And this method of work helped you in the decision make, uh, making process. And for a human who has to drive it, it's, it's the best. So that's how so, it, it but, starts. Um, my question to you is, however, like, you, ha you have this foundation and you have a very good group of uh, producers, you know, who are committed mm -hmm. in this cause. But now the word sustainability is 
it's almost passe, right? Like, I yes. mean, everybody is talking about sustainability. Yes, and it's also boring if I can add something. Yeah, so how can you, how, with can, project. you, how can you make the, this word and this project count? With fact, yeah. because there's a lot of things that you can do, that we can do as a group. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. For example, we will present now the, the bottle of, of, uh, uh, that we are made in, in Sicily. So we decide to produce with OI, that is the uh, company that produced bottle in Sicily, mm -hmm. to produce a bottle that is only for Sicilian producer, that is with recycling uh, glass made in Sicily. Uh, so for 95%, that reduced the impact in a, in a huge way. And this is just a simple project, it's win-win for everybody. The glass producer are happy, we are happy, and the, the environment is happy. So this is the things that can help. So we don't have to talk anymore about sustainability, but use sustainability as a method. Then, yes, you can be, you can be certified, and that probably is important because if the governance of certification is right, it's the right way to mm -hmm. do it. But it's really important to do fact, do fact together, improve and bring yeah, uh, do low things. Him, but do things. Yeah, it's just not, do the work. Not talk Actually, that's about. the name of our agency. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a very good segue to my last question, because remember I had two questions. Uh, my last question is, so you, history um, shows that both you, Alessio, Antonio, you know, the leaders of the Sicilian wine, um, you have been committed to expanding right growing but within the sicilian territory because if you see any other companies wine companies especially from the north mm -hmm. right whether they're piemontesi veneto uh tuscans they first of all they all want to go to etna but they have invested in other parts of the country right mm -hmm. so what how come you have decided to invest just in sicily and not go outside of the Sicilian border. So the, the agricultural approach is, is tough. You have to dedicate time to the vineyards to understand it. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a deep job. It's not something that is really easy to do jumping around. And uh, uh, you need team dedicated everywhere. You need time spending everywhere. So that's it. And we, I think we, uh, we never talk together about this with uh, the, the guys. But I mean, I think but for we, we me, find, as an outsider, yeah, uh, it's so clear. Yeah, but I think we found a clear potential in many places around Sicily. And I think we all uh, have the clear idea that the perception was for a flat island and it's not at all. And we used to, to, to work on this kind of diversity. And this is the message. This is uh, our job. I don't know if uh, any of them will go outside uh, from Sicily or me neither in the future. I think it becoming too old. I think it's my, my son will say. So the when next you generation. Make, yeah, because I think when it has to be clear that in wines project take like not less than 10 10, 15 years to be settled in a program in, in the best way, except if you do like M&A or something that mm -hmm. is more in terms of finance uh, uh, approach. But in terms of agricultural approach, need time and, and affination. So, yeah, I think we, we've just found the potential. We are just, we are spending a lot of time here and there's a lot yeah, of still, to do. Yeah, you're still discovering Sicily. Yes. And you are very, very committed to this um, rather big island called Sicilia. So with that, I think that's a wrap. 
Thank you for hosting. With Nocedoro. For our 50 years of friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, that's a wrap. So, till next time. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao. For joining us on another installment of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Join her again next week for more interesting content in the Italian wine scene. You can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these interviews and the footage captured of each location. Chin chin!